Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Beautiful and Simple, an online boutique filled with products that remind us to practice self-care and to put more good into the world. My favorite mug is the one that says, you cannot pour from an empty cup. It's my daily reminder to take care of myself so I can take care of my family. Go check out the collection of mugs, shirts, and bags currently available at beautifulandsimple.com. That's beautifulandsimple.com. Before we start today's episode, there's something you need to know about me. I'm a little bit woo-woo, a little bit hooty-dooty, whatever you want to call it. I'm not like way out there, but I'm super open. I believe in signs. I keep crystals around my house. I occasionally use sage to smudge the corners of rooms. And I believe in things like serendipity and dharma, even though I was raised Catholic. (laughs) Some people would say this makes me a kind of a crunchy mom on some level, but I've always disliked that title, and I don't think that labeling other moms serves us or them, even though labeling is totally a social norm these days. So maybe I am a little bit woo-woo, but I'm not going to lie. It's served me well up to this point in my life. Part of what I want to do with the podcast is to break down those labels and stereotypes by pulling back the curtain and showing you how moms that we label as different than us actually have a lot of helpful information, insight, and perspective. That's why I've invited today's guest, Nadia Bernardi, onto the show. Nadia is the founder of Work and Woo and host of the But First Woo Woo podcast. She helps creative entrepreneurs bring their ideas to life through online business and mindset programs. Recently on her podcast, Nadia did a 12-part series about universal laws and how they relate to business, but today we're going to talk about how those same universal laws relate to motherhood. Welcome, Nadia. Thanks for being here. Happy to be on today. Thank you for having me. All right. First things first, what's universal law? (laughs) So a universal law is a guiding principle to help you live a more fulfilling and successful life. And these laws are always in effect. And while it might seem like a foreign concept to a lot of us, as we go through each law, you will really start to see how you may have already been utilizing a lot of them in your daily life. So once you further understand each universal law, you can use them in any area you desire to enhance your life for the better. And as mothers, we often find ourselves pulled in lots of different directions, But by focusing in on these guiding principles, it can not only help us give back to ourselves, but to also strengthen our connections with those around us. Um, Yeah, I totally, I totally got that from your series when I listened to it. I was, to be totally honest, it was the first time I ever heard about universal laws. I mean, some of them you're going to go over and it's like, oh yeah, I've kind of heard of that before, but I'd never really seen them laid out like that. And it was kind of an alternative notion for me. And um, I don't know, maybe I have some hangups about the way I was (laughs) raised or like, you know, 
I don't know, but it all kind of comes full circle. And I think our listeners will really get that um, when they listen to each one. So the first universal law is abundance. And on your show, you talked about how it relates to money mindset and abundance as a creative and in your work. Um, But I'd really like to apply it to motherhood. (laughs) Yes, uh, with the universal law of abundance, our mind does tend to go to money and that's how I teach it usually financial abundance when it comes to business however the universal law of abundance really does relate to so many different areas of our life and as mothers we can really look to abundance of connections we have with friends and family we can focus in on abundance of resources available to us and our family and abundance also relates to being limitless in all areas of our life And it's really key to focus on having an abundant mindset so that you can draw in anything you might need to support you and your family. Um, That is incredibly powerful. And it's a powerful um, idea that I feel like perhaps a lot of mothers don't inherently know. Because I feel like when we bring our new baby home and we're by ourselves in our house and it feels like there's nothing around. It feels like a scarcity mindset almost. Um, But really when I started opening up and realizing there were a ton of other moms out there who needed similar support, I felt that abundance in my life, but it wasn't until I stepped out of that scarcity mindset and was open to something different. Right. So I think that abundance um, t- is totally helpful in motherhood if we can just shift our thinking from I feel like I'm the only one there's nothing else around or like all these moms have everything they need but I guess the universal law of abundance says everyone there's enough for everyone yes yes abundance is definitely available to all of us but you do definitely need to be a little bit more open to receiving it uh, I agree And I think moms shut themselves off a little bit. I know that I did. I know that I do sometimes, even if it's like shutting myself up to small everyday things or even bigger concepts. And then I open my eyes and kind of see the bigger picture, but it, um, (laughs) it doesn't come naturally all the time. Um, and the universal law of abundance is something I actually want to dive more into in my own personal life. So universal law number two is gratitude. Um, And that's actually something that I want to encourage moms to do more of um, in their life to practice more gratitude, but not just practicing more gratitude, really aligning their actions and their values. Um, Because I think there's such a thing as like intellectual gratitude, where you can think, oh, I'm so grateful for my family, but then you don't do anything to act on that. So then it's like that gratitude just stays in your head. Right. Rather than being something that you show to people. Um, And so as the show unfolds, we're going to talk a lot about that, taking it from intellectual to actual and practice in particular with gratitude. Um, But how you talked about how it relates to business, gratitude and business. But you want to talk about that in relation to motherhood a little bit, too? Yes, definitely. So for me personally, like kind of how you just said, I would have these moments, these kind of fleeting moments of feeling grateful, grateful for my family and that we were healthy and happy, but I really didn't practice gratitude every single day. And it wasn't really until I began to focus on gratitude daily, which I love to call the art of gratitude because I really find it to be Mm. a very artful type of practice. Mm, That's nice. Um, But that's when I was able to just really bring more things, more amazing things into my life by really being grateful for just the simplest things every single day, it really opened things up for me to realize that 
you know, there's so many amazing opportunities, so many amazing connections. And I feel like with mothers, you know, we kind of get wrapped up in the day to day. And if things are challenging or we're struggling through things, it can be hard to focus on gratitude. But in these challenges, you can find, like I said, the simplest things to be grateful for. And it really allows you to be able to give more to others and to also be able to receive more. Uh, I, I can see that. Like, if my kids are acting a fool in the kitchen yes. <laughs> and <laughs> they're the spilling <laughs> stuff and it's crazy. And in those moments, um, if I can get past my initial reaction of you've got to be kidding me right. um, and get to like, well, we have milk to spill. You know, we I've got a healthy, capable three-year-old who can help clean it up you know right. this is an opportunity for a lesson if but it I think on some level for me it takes a training of my mind to do that and quite frankly it depends on how much sleep I got the night before no, it's so true it's so true <laughs> and so the days I do get sleep is extra easy to be like I am super grateful I got the extra sleep because I'm gonna need it today <laughs> um, so universal law number three is giving and receiving um, and on your podcast I loved how you talked about it in relation to business, really learning to charge what you're worth. And oh my gosh, if there is one thing that mamas need to work on now more than ever, it's that feeling of self-worth. Yes. And I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Uh, Just as I explained with gratitude, the more you focus on giving, the more that you can receive, but you need to remain open to receiving guidance, support, and even love when you need it. So I feel as mothers, we often we're in that sort of mode of just give, 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 give. And we never really take a step back to receive. And so the universal law of giving and receiving really is all about balance. Yes, we love to give. We give to our families, you know, our children, our friends, but we can't forget to receive. And when you block yourself off from receiving even the simplest gesture, like someone once offered to do my laundry and I thought, oh, you know, I don't need you to do my laundry. It's such a simple thing, but why not say yes? Mm-hmm. Why not receive that? Send them to my house next time. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I will receive that. Yes. Um, you know, running an errand, anything that someone offers, it's because they're in the position to do so. And I think as mothers, we, we tend to just block that off and think, oh, well, it's easy. I can just do it, but it's okay to receive. And when you really, you know, start to accept that help from others, it can really, you know, help you being able to take time off for yourself if you need it, which a lot of us do need as mothers. It just makes our lives so much easier. It makes our family lives easier and just more manageable. So, you know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't. (laughs) I say it every day (laughs) when I pour my afternoon coffee. (laughs) I cannot pour from an empty cup. So I'm filling it now. Um, That is totally true. And I think that um, I won't go off on a rabbit hole um, (laughs) uh, of martyrdom and motherhood and what we're trained to believe and and do and all of that. But I think that we are cut off from that receiving and just kind of stuck, almost like the gear is stuck in one mode of giving. Yes. Um, how much do you think that that receiving is not only from others, but then being able to turn the, the giving to ourselves? I mean, I feel like it is all about balance because you can't really always expect, you know, to receive from others. You can receive from just giving back to yourself. That's a form mm-hmm. of receiving as well. So, yeah, I feel like it's more, it can be more of a balance in that Mm -hmm. sense. 
Universal law number four, compensation. (laughs) Uh, So universal law and compensation, again, I do really focus on this when it, you know, pertains to business, Mm -hmm. but it really does focus on the receiving aspect that I just kind of touched on. You know, we do as mothers need to feel good about what we are receiving for what we are giving. And a lot of times that doesn't happen. And that's when you start to feel overwhelmed, stressed out, unappreciated. So it's really important to really hone in on these feelings and and feel good about, you know, both the giving and receiving so that you can have more of that balance, which I know is tricky as as mothers, but Mm -hmm. just to really be aware of that is a great place to start. Sure. Do you think that um, feeling of appreciation or feeling unappreciated is a good gauge for that? It can be. I mean, it's going to vary for all of us because we Mm -hmm. all have different things happening. But I feel a lot of times as mothers, we tend to feel, you know, unappreciated. And especially if your kids are really young and they can't really vocalize. You know, now Mm -hmm. my daughter's five and she'll tell me thank you and she's grateful for things. But, you know, when they're a baby, you don't really know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think we can really focus in on that for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. It does come up a lot. It would be interesting to look into that more because it's almost like if you feel like in friendships Mm -hmm. or whatever, you're giving more than you're receiving sort of things. So it's almost like, to me, it sounds like um, the universal law of compensation is almost like the next level of giving and receiving. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to unpack that later for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Universal law number five, alignment. And on your podcast, you were talking about what to do when you feel out of alignment with life and business. And I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling of feeling out of alignment in general when we try to juggle our children, work, our home, social life, personal interests, self-care, and everything else in between. So what tips do you have for moms who might be feeling out of alignment as it relates to this universal law? So I always encourage mothers to just first acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we move it, you know, we just kind of keep pushing it to the side. And we don't ever acknowledge it. But it's always best to first admit when things are not in balance and really just pay attention to how you feel about certain situations. If you don't feel 100% good about it, you really need to look into why are you not feeling good about it? What's making you not happy about it or, or upset in that moment? And I know that it's really challenging uh, but it's really important to try to find time for yourself if you can. I personally wake up before my family, which took a lot of trial and error to get up mm-hmm. earlier. I do the same um, thing. Yeah, it's it's the only time I can have really to myself. And I'm mm-hmm. not normally a morning person. But yeah, yeah, I never was until I had kids. Except, and yeah. all of a sudden I need that hot cup of coffee. Yes. I guess I've never thought of it in terms of alignment, but that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. For sure. Because if, especially as we've kind of talked, you know, you're giving, 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 and you're not really finding that time mm-hmm. to receive, then when do you make that work? Because mm-hmm. then you you are out of alignment at that point. Yeah. <laughs> My kids would argue um, mommy gets uh, kind of angry when she gets out of alignment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, um, I never thought of it this way, but I always try to say my basic needs aren't being met. 
Like, uh, and that would throw me out of alignment, if you will. Like, I just want to pee. I just want some water. I just want to eat my own food. I just want to drink my hot coffee. And I was actually for a really long time. uh, Again, this kind of goes back to that other universal law about giving and receiving. I was blocking myself from the opportunity to take a shower, blocking myself from the opportunity to pee with the door closed. (laughs) <laughs> true story. So true. So and, <laughs> and when I did that, I would always feel really out of alignment. And it's almost like it sounds like there might be maybe some boundaries components to alignment, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Gonna unpack that later, too. I mean, I want to keep going because we have 12 universal laws to go <laughs> off of. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like we could sit in that one for a whole day. Oh, man. Universal law number six, co-creation. Um, you had talked about it in relation to co-creation in regards to life and business. And I kind of think of this when it comes to parenting or even friendships, when things seem out of balance and you feel like maybe you're giving more than you're getting. Kind of goes back to that other universal law, too. Yeah, you'll see how all the universal laws really do tie into each other. And, you know, this is often the case as mothers, we tend to have this need to do it all. Yes. Uh, But by co-creating with those around you, it really helps to bring more of what you want and need into your life. And so this is by far my favorite universal law because, Mm. you know, I tended to want to do it all on my own. And I've, I've been like that even before I was a mother. You know, I just would take on challenges on my own. And, you know, I know a lot of other mothers out there can relate to that. But you do not need to do it all on your own. And, you know, it might feel like that, but you don't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can work with those around you to have a more balanced life. And really, that just helps you to give more to your family, just going back to giving and receiving and supporting your needs as well. Don't be afraid to seek support and guidance from others if you need it. And, you know, I know for me, the mama group that Lori coordinated and still does was such a wonderful space for support. And I didn't feel alone because I had other people that were also going through something similar that I was going through. And, you know, this might be something that you might be interested in in your own life, you know, to co-create a mama group or or find one online and, and really start to make those connections. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> when, as you're sitting here telling us about this, I, I, and you said it's your favorite universal law. And I thought, oh gosh, I don't know. Some of the other ones seem like they're my favorite, but when I actually think about co-creation in regards to my mothering journey, the mom's group is my lifeline. Oh, and yeah. I always say that, and that totally aligns with this universal law. And I'm always trying to figure out what the secret sauce is to why our mom's group was so successful and how we can all be so different. Right. And I think it's that we acknowledged that we needed support and we were there to be supportive and to support too. And it, there was that, wow, I feel like it's all unfolding be- before my <laughs> eyes. As we're talking about each of those, there's like a balance in the giving and receiving. Yes. Um, there was an alignment and an understanding that we were all on the same journey or a similar journey and similar stages of life. You know, most of us had our first babies and they were babies on blankets and we kind of understood these struggles that we were going through. We were honest and vulnerable, but absolutely this is not me raising my kids. It's not a solo project. I mean, even for single parents out there, it isn't a solo project and you're right. We feel this pressure to do it all and to be, be everything to everyone 
And then it ends in a tizzy of us going, I can't be everything to everyone. (laughs) And it's like an outburst um, before we realize it. And if we could just acknowledge this co-creation, because really this co-creation is like a cause for celebration too. Yes. Like I just want to like bring everybody in and be like, look what we did. You know, we're raising this kid together. And I almost feel like this is where the idea of the village comes from. It's always been kind of a turnoff to me on some level because I'm like, no, I raised my kid and I'm going to do it. Yeah, you do. But then there are a ton of other people involved and a lot of supportive people involved. I don't feel like it's a given, if that makes sense. Can I Do you feel like with this universal law, maybe you can provide some insight. It doesn't have to be like family necessarily. It can be like a chosen sort of like... Right, exactly. It doesn't have to be, you know, maybe the people that you might think that it would be. It can right. be, yeah, new new relationships, new connections with other people that you might not think would, would be there for you, but that want to be there for you. And it's okay to open up to that if you feel good about that, if you feel in alignment, mm-hmm. you know, with that connection. Yeah, ooh, see, it comes back around. I'm liking this, like, full circle <laughs> yeah, stuff. They all really um, and I think that's a really important message for brand new moms to hear, too. Um, because it can feel like, oh, well, I already have my support system in place. But as your child gets older and as you meet other people with babies of that age or two-year-olds of that age or three-year-olds or whatever, and as your kid um, starts their school years, whatever that looks like, you're going to be around other people and it's going to be like this fresh start, fresh support, and being open to that is really important. Wow. Here we go. (laughs) Universal law number seven, the law of attraction. Now, this is the one. I have heard of the law of attraction. I did not know it was a universal law. Yes. This is by far the most popular universal law. A lot of you might already be familiar with the law of attraction. And, you know, it really states that you can attract anything you desire into your life, which I feel why it's that's why it's so popular because we all want to draw specific things into our life. And it's really important as mothers that we remain clear about the things that we want to attract Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to want something just for yourself. You can attract things for your family, but you can also attract things just for yourself. And I know this can come off as selfish, but it's so very important to really focus on things that can fulfill you that are going to, you know, be happy, just make you happy. And it really allows you again to be able to give to those around you. Mm -hmm. I like that you mentioned the whole remaining clear about what it is you want, because I feel like that's where a lot of the tension comes in in motherhood of we're not really clear about what we want. Right. Um, We don't speak up about it. Yeah, we don't talk about it or we're not 100% sure what that looks like. And I feel like the motherhood journey is just always ever changing. And so I feel like perhaps the things we're wanting to attract or needing to attract. And this can look like mom friends. This can look like work. You know, if we want to work from home or work outside the home, it can look like the perfect daycare situation yes. that we're seeking out. Childcare is huge. Yeah, and I was trying to think of other examples of things that we need or want in our life that we could attract, if you will. Yeah, I feel like support is a really big one. I feel for me, I've always had the struggle of finding a really good babysitter, finding someone to help out at my house with my daughter. And I mean, the law of attraction, really, you can focus on attracting things you don't want. And so if you keep focusing Mm. on the things that you don't have, then you're just going to keep attracting that into your life instead of attracting what you do want and what you do need. 
So that's why it's important to be clear Mm -hmm. on the things that you want, not the things that you don't want. Oh, that's really good. And I think that's also a nice way to stay on the higher road. Exactly. To stay on the higher thought. And, uh, you know, it is helpful to understand what you don't want. Make a list of it. Put it to the side, throw it away, yeah. something. <laughs> flip and it just, around. Yeah, flip it around. Just know that you have thought about it and you're clear about it and then just stay focused on what you're actually needing. Um, I've seen it happen more than once, uh, specifically with the daycare situation. Yes, I feel like I've done that to myself mm-hmm. countless times. Uh, I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, when you're desperate for childcare, uh, do not write off the law of attraction. No, definitely not. <laughs> Universal law number eight, expansion. (laughs) I think this is my favorite. Um, Expanding your mindset for success. Yes, this is a really beautiful law. And especially when it comes to being a mother, because, you know, from the time from the first moment you become a mom, you're really just expanding everything that you know, you know, your connections with other people. I mean, it's just one new thing after another Mm -hmm. the entire time. And it's just important to remember that, you know, we are ever changing, we're always learning, and it's going to be some ups and some downs. But through each up and down journey or, you know, process, it's really just opening you up to new things. Mm-hmm. I um, do not think it's any accident <laughs> that people say that when they became a mom, they just burst open. Exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is like literally, literally and figuratively, you burst open when you have a baby. Yes. And um, it's pretty wild. And it is this particular um, thing, everything you just talked about, normalizing ups and downs, realizing that they serve a purpose, mm-hmm. not trying to strive for this perfection, the perfect day, the perfect kid, the kid who always listens and like always staying fixated on that rather than realizing there's ups and downs and it is a journey and you're on it together. And then also it requires a certain amount of expansion as far as researching child development, researching parenting techniques. Um, And this can look like just opening up and having conversations with other moms about this kind of stuff, but expanding your perspective with things like, like finding out what universal laws are (laughs) and just trying, yeah, just being open. Like you said, yeah, just embrace it, being open and embracing it. And it just makes my everyday life easier. The days that I'm having a hard time with my kids are the days that I am not practicing this universal law. (laughs) Um, it's me being frustrated that they won't listen and do everything that I say right when I say it. And it just, it's unrealistic or it's me getting, um, too caught up on the downs and realize not realizing or looking up to see that, expanding, if you will, Yes, (laughs) that there's an up around the corner. Okay. Universal law number nine, divine oneness. Tell me more about that. So the universal law of divine oneness is all about connection and that we are all connected. And I know sometimes being a mother can feel so isolating, especially if you're a new mom and maybe you don't live close to family. But it's really key to remember that you are not alone. And there are other mothers out there who are either going through the exact same thing as you are or something very similar to you. And so when we really remain open to connecting with others, it really does provide valuable support. And we might all have different ideas of, you know, the way that we're raising our children and, and things that really that we value, but 
you can still find support in people that are maybe not exactly like you, a little bit different in their thinking. And it can really only just help us be lifted up as mothers, which I think is really important. Oh my gosh. All the things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wish that we would just give into this notion more. Yes. That we're all connected and all is one. And as you're saying this, it actually makes a lot of sense for part of that secret sauce I was talking about. Like, what's our secret sauce? Because our mom's group could not be more different. Yes. Like, we're all over the map. Yeah. and But we still have this respect for one another on our motherhood journey. And that we are showing up and we are doing our best. And But then it's like that support and everything else. But it is that oneness that's so important. It would be so much easier to show up... Um, and support other mothers with just this basic notion that we're all one and we are all on this path. And that's the thing that brings us together, even though we're all so different. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Um, in your podcast, you had a really power in this episode, you had a very powerful saying that I have used (laughs) quite a few times since then. (laughs) What can you tell our listeners more about that phrase? Yes. So I I often find, especially when I deal with clients, creative entrepreneurs, that we can feel a little triggered by other people that are maybe in a different place. Maybe they're a little bit more successful or they're doing Mm -hmm. something that we want to do. And as mothers, I feel like it's the same thing. You might look at you know, the outside of a mother's life and think that she has it all together and everything is all figured out. And that might upset you in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to to feel that way about it because, you know, we have to acknowledge how we're feeling. That's the only way we're going to be able to feel better about things to first acknowledge it. And so I often say, if you feel this way, to say amazing for them and the same for me. And that's only going to bring more beautiful things into your life. Mm-hmm. Amazing for them and the same for me. Yes. I'm thinking about all the things um, <laughs> from like sleep training, yes. you know, not getting or like sleeping through the night or whatever you want to call it. You know, oh, gosh, yay for you yeah. that your kid is uh, sleeping through the night there when really I want the same thing, you know, or something similar or yeah, they look like they just have it all together and they're super happy and and I am not having one of those days. I have used this phrase a lot, amazing for them and the same for me. I have been doing that many times over and right when you think you have a handle on it and these feelings of jealousy or competition or something creep up and it happens to even those of us who try really hard to be, you know, centered, it still creeps up. It's just, it's human nature. But if we can come back to this oneness and make the headspace expansion, like you just talked about, for amazing for them and the same for me. It, it, I found it very helpful. Oh, good. I've had to repeat it yes. <laughs> like three days in a row for the message <laughs> to like get through. But it works. It does work. And it was very powerful. And I think a lot of our listeners are going to find that very powerful too. Oh, man. Universal law number 10, vibration. Um, in your podcast, you talked about vibration in terms of when you're struggling as a creative entrepreneur. Um, well, I think that translates super easy to motherhood because we all have our struggling days. So how does this relate when you're struggling as a mom? 
So again, it's really similar to feeling out of alignment. I really encourage those of you who feel like you're struggling right now to just acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and don't push it away. You know, we don't have it all together 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And you might feel the pressure to have it be perfect all the time, but it's it's just not going to be, you know, there's just going to be, like we said, ups and downs. And so sort of just how we discussed, you know, remember to focus in on what you're grateful for, even the really simple things and take pause if you need to ask for help if you need to, Mm -hmm. so that you can really be fulfilled. And, you know, it's, it's really key as mothers that we do not always put ourselves and our needs last. Um, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And that's another common theme that's going to come up all the time. Something that's helped me is acknowledging Something is amiss. Something is awry. Something doesn't feel good. Um, The acknowledgement part is so huge. Um, But I believe in taking action after that. But (laughs) that's later on. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just acknowledging that you need help or acknowledging that you need to shift. And again, that makes me think of the co-creation piece then, just realizing that you don't have to do it alone. Right. Um, and vibration, is that like, I'm trying to think of a way to make that super accessible, like mood? It can be mood, just the way that you treat other people, the way you mm. speak to other people. Oh, geez. The way that, you know, you're, yeah, you're interacting with those around you. That's your vibration towards that person, towards everyone that's, yeah, in your family, your mm-hmm. friends. So really focus on being grateful, outwardly grateful, outwardly appreciative. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, that can be tricky sometimes if we are feeling a little upset about things. But yeah, you really do need to pay attention to how you're speaking to other people, especially. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> when you were describing that just now, my eyes got real big. Like, yeah. oh, I've been caught. I've been busted. But it's okay. We know it's perfect. And that's no. what we're sort of talking about. You no, know? It's, it's true. Yeah. But um, and then I'm thinking, oh, it's my okay. gosh, what can I do to... Because sometimes my vibration, if you will, toward my children varies. Yes. And it because I have three children, it varies child to child, day to day. And I'll tell you today, I was extra not high vibing with one of my kids um, because I just couldn't stand her attitude. And it was bringing up things in me, like triggers from my childhood that were really bothering me. And I just felt like I wasn't vibing with her. Right. And that's actually how I would describe it without even knowing that there is such a thing as the law of vibration. Yes. And then, like you said, how you interact with other people, because um, they feel it 110%. Oh, yeah. And I could just, you know, I was thinking of a phone call I made the other day, and I got a customer representative, and I met their vibe with a not very nice one, too. And then I hung up the phone and I started that conversation because it was a 1-800 number, big corporation. <laughs> yeah. And I hung up the phone and was like, I'm going to start over. And I had a very positive attitude from the beginning. Said, I'm a little bit frustrated. I need some help. Um, thank you so much for being there. It was appreciative. Totally the gratitude part of it. Co-creation. Now that I'm thinking about all this yes. in that particular <laughs> moment. And I, re- I honored the fact that I'm going to need her. And her assistance and all this. The situation was resolved in a matter of minutes. Right. Where the other guy was so combative and unprofessional. And mm-hmm. I met him with full disclosure, combative and unprofessional too. But then when I... That's just a phone call situation. But now I'm thinking about with my kids that, yeah, there are yeah. certain days that... And it's me. I'm leading it. 
I have to, at some point, stand up and be the adult and realize that I am setting the tone for my family. Um, And I guess I've never really thought of it before this moment um, (laughs) as the universal law of vibration. It makes me think about when I go out to public. I love talking with cashiers um, just because. Yeah. Um, You know, they're standing there. It's probably a frustrating vibe. They're getting a lot because it's around money and spending of money and things like that. And, you know, I'm sure I act differently if I'm overspending or acting differently (laughs) if the store didn't have what I need or whatever it is. You know, I bring that energy to it. But I always try to be chatty and upbeat and pleasant with other people because you're right. You'll get that back the majority of the time. Yes. Uh, Giving and getting. Again, this is the biggest circle I've ever been on. I'm glad we're kind of We're almost done. We're on universal law number 11, alchemy. So alchemy uh, really dives into how powerful and strong we are as individuals. And I really like to tie this back to my favorite book, The Alchemist by Paulo Kahlo. And, you know, it really talks about the journey. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, at least for me, I don't know if any of you have read this book, but I highly recommend it. I did it like when I was 19 uh, and my 38-year-old brain cannot remember. Yeah, you have (laughs) to read it. You can borrow my copy if you need. Okay, all right. Uh, But the whole time, you know, you're really thinking about how is this going to end? What's the end result? And he's going through up and down journey like we Mm -hmm. do as mothers. And, you know, you really start to realized towards the end that it really wasn't about the end result at all. It was about each experience that this person was going through. And as mothers, I hope that we can all really take a moment to appreciate where we are on our individual journeys. Mm -hmm. And even if it does feel hard, even if it feels never ending and the days are just so long, Mm -hmm. it's always just... A beautiful thing to remember that motherhood really is a journey and we can only do the best we can through each experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't give ourselves such a hard time about it because we're learning and expanding as we go through this journey. Mm -hmm. And that's all we can do is is just kind of come full circle with it and really Mm -hmm. just look to maybe if something didn't go the way that we wanted to, how can we change that next time? Because you can't really go back. You know, you can just, you can only move forward. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I think that's super powerful. Um, And when people are talking about different seasons of motherhood, I think that directly relates to it. And so that's another reason I'm like, this isn't so woo-woo because we're constantly (laughs) talking about seasons. And, you know, I know that there might be pressure to enjoy the journey, um, but I don't see it as pressure to enjoy the journey. I feel like it's what we're trying to do. And the only way we can really do that is by being present in the season that we're in, in the day that we're in, in the moment that we're in, because we have a lot going on in our brains and a lot going on in our lives and our schedule and all that. But children are present in the moment and we could learn a lot from that yes um my kids call me out when I'm not present in the moment and it usually sounds like an annoyed mom 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 you know it's like okay what what you know and kind of come back to that moment and I'm not saying that you have to answer that mom 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 all the time but just being aware of again wow it's like going back to like are your basic needs being met mm-hmm. um what vibration are you bringing to it there are certain seasons that are easier for moms than yes. others. Again, I feel like then that would be like a co-creation season where you really need to lean in to other moms who might be enjoying that part of the journey a little bit more. Right. 
Oh gosh. Um, alchemy just seems like an out there word. It does. Uh, I know. We don't hear it a lot, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's even more powerful than the universal law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And I think that the the thing you said at the very beginning that about how powerful and strong we are as individuals. Yes. And we have lost touch with that. And I almost feel like in our society, you're not allowed to say you're strong and powerful, but other people are allowed to lift you up. Yes. Like you have to martyr yourself down to be lifted up. And you're not allowed to be like, I'm strong and powerful. Right. But we're putting it on little girls' t-shirts exactly. all day long. I you know? know, we're like, you're strong and powerful. But don't be too strong and powerful. We need to be able to lift you back up and tell you you're strong and powerful. Yes. And there's just this big imbalance with it. And it makes us feel really insecure. And insecurity is a huge theme in motherhood that we're trying to get around. And, you know, I think there's a humility aspect in all of it, too. But don't worry, motherhood will humble you. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> as moms, you can say, I'm strong and powerful. And rest assured you will also be humbled in the next breath as well. So I don't think that the, we need to worry about that as much as we do. And I think diving into that more could really lead to some self-actualizing moments for moms. So instead of being afraid of the word alchemy or not understanding it, actually diving deeper into that concept could really be amazing, which leads us to the very last <laughs> universal law, law number 12, the law of action. So with the universal law of action, we can really start to focus in on all the new things that we're learning, all the different concepts that we're taking in. We can daydream about how we want things to be, but really if we just keep doing the same things, especially if these things are not serving us mm -hmm. as mothers, then we're not really changing anything we're just going to keep attracting the same situations and experiences into our life so it's really about taking action and as a mother if you feel the need for support or you feel out of alignment it's really up to you to take the steps to resolve these areas and like I kind of said you know if you do not first give back to yourself then it becomes very draining to give to others mm -hmm. and that's you know, how we get a little upset with our kids or we just feel like maybe we don't even want to hang out with our friends because we're so exhausted and we're so tired. It's it's really about focusing on giving back to yourself, but you have to be the one that's open to making that change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing is really going to happen unless unless you're open to that and you actually start taking those steps. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm nodding and nodding yes. and nodding and nodding. Yes, yes, yes. To all of that. Um, oh my gosh, it is so important to take action and to answer that call to action. So I kind of believe in that too. Almost like we're going to talk about this later, but like the hero's journey and answering that call to action yes. and all of that. I feel like there's a, a certain level of that in motherhood as well. I mean, I won't go too deep into that yeah. notion, but if anyone's familiar with the work of Joseph Campbell and like the call to action and then answering it, it just feels so heroic. Right. Um, and I'm thinking about it in terms of everyday life. Like I was saying, my basic needs aren't being met. You know how I'm going to raise my vibration? <laughs> By going to the bathroom with the door closed. Yes, you and know? locking it. Yes, <laughs> and locking it. Just like extra taking some action. <laughs> um, sitting down and resting when my body feels like I need to rest. And instead of just staying in this busy, exhausted, overwhelming space that a lot of us find ourselves in, that I almost feel like at this point our, our society encourages us to be in, like that's your badge of honor. 
instead it's like, no, I'm going to sit down with a cup of coffee after lunch, no matter what, and just give pour back into myself, um, make sure that I'm renewed and re-energized. But it requires me taking the time to do that. I have to pull the car over or to go through the coffee drive through the one we have. <laughs> and, <I know. laughs> and getting the coffee, if that's what it takes, you know, or sitting down and taking a deep breath or going for a walk. You know, a walk isn't going to walk itself. You know, no one's going to, like, drag you on the walk. Exactly. You have to decide to go and taking that action. And um, kind of going back to the intellectual gratitude versus actual gratitude, not staying stuck in the intellectual. Like, yes. I, of course, I love my family. Of course, I love my family. But that just can't be just an idea that stays in your mind. It has to be something that's shown to them. And then on a whole other level, it has to be some love has to be something that's shown to them in a way that they interpret. Yes. As love, something that speaks to them, which requires expansion. Yes. Learning how to um, express love in a way that they understand it. I mean, all of the things, it just like comes full circle. And I think these are all so important. And if we just take the time, it's, people might need to take a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a lot of time after yeah. this and think about all of these <laughs> and how it relates to their life and just unpack it one at a time. I think that there's the potential there to find so much peace as a mom, per- permission to to pour back into yourself, to practice self-care, permission to ask for help. There's just so much freedom in sitting down and thinking about these things and recognizing areas of your life where you need a little bit of help. Yes. And, you know, the universe is there to support that. Yes. In whatever word you want to describe that as. And this might end up looking like prayer, but your prayers might start to get a lot more specific yes. <laughs> after listening to these words and ideas and universal laws. So I totally appreciate that. Wow, Nadia, you've given us a lot to think about. And I so appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your insights and for allowing us to see this side of your life and motherhood. Um, you've really shown us that we're so much bigger than our bodies and our titles. And I totally believe that focusing on gratitude and abundance and maintaining a growth mindset and all of these different universal laws you've taught us about opens up doors for women and mothers. So thank you for supporting us from your unique angle. Yes. Um, if listeners want to connect with you more, where can they find you? Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram at work and woo, but you can also visit my website at workandwoo.com. And yes, I hope if any of these principles really resonate with your listeners that, you know, you'll start to utilize them in your life and take action. This could be your sign. Uh huh. Oh take yes. Action. And I believe in signs. <laughs> yes. Um, and what about your podcast? Where can they find your oh, podcast? Oh yes. Uh, but first woo on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Nadia, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration or maybe a little of both. If you like today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.